Welcome to Junior L's and Now What, topic episode 24, ultimate episode 52. So, one of the last topic episodes that I gave at the tail end of last year was specifically about applying the concept of potential energy to us as humans and our growth and where, you know, we should go and grow and progress towards and what have you. And I ended that, um, uh, let me recap, potential energy being this idea that if you're sitting on an object that's stationary and you're sitting on it stationary, and if you were to uh, measure your potential energy against it, it would be zero. But let's say you were sitting on a table and you're measuring your potential energy against the core of the earth, that potential energy is significantly more. If you measured yourself against, say, the sun, that potential energy is significantly more even still, and so on and so forth. And I, I went in to talk about some, you know, Junior Elves isms about if uh, if you had an object or something out there that had infinite potential energy, and that if you were to obtain infinite potential or infinite actualization moving towards this object with infinite potential energy, how you would then in turn have infinite potential energy while still achieving infinite actualization. So yeah. A lot of infinite and a lot of potential and a lot of energy going on here. The idea being is, is the question was, how do we find that source that gives us that series of the words infinite? And how do we then follow or harness that potential energy? So that's what I want to start this episode feeding into. So let's go into a simple sample. And the simple sample is... If we look at the two objects in our solar system that have the greatest amount of mass and the greatest amount of, of uh, gravitational pull, that will be the Sun and the planet Jupiter. Both of them have such an incredible amount of gravitational pull and mass that between the two of them, they have the single greatest effect on our overall solar system. The sun being the greatest effect, Jupiter really just barely second to the sun. Um, I mean, as we've talked about before, the very center, the center point in which the sun and Jupiter rotate around is not the center of the sun. It is outside of the sun, which actually causes the sun to really orbit a point outside of itself as the solar system spins. So I'm emphasizing this so you understand that the Jupiter and the sun are great. So if you're looking to the two of them and you're trying to determine which is the object that I should harness the potential energy from or associate with, then the question has to be asked, what is the factor or one of the factors that I should look for? And obviously the sun is the stronger of the two and that would be a factor. But I would argue that another factor that I brought up in one of my last topics, uh, topic podcast, is light. Now, I say light, but one of the things that often occurs throughout life, throughout scriptures, throughout everything, is that there are people out there who are blind, who don't know what light is as far as the visual spectrum is concerned. So I want to take both of those concepts and blend them together, and I'm going to describe and read a few things and try to piece this puzzle together on light. So bear with me for a few minutes as I go through this. So the first thing I want to read is in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament of the Bible. 
And this is verses uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. This is something we have likely all heard before, but I want to put a bit of an emphasis or a spin on it. In verse 3 it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Episode, or see, uh, I'm sorry, uh, verse 4. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Uh, verse 5. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So if we look at uh, verse 3 and verse 4, you'll notice that in verse 3, light was created. And then in verse 4, it was then separated from the dark. Could we extract from that that the first reference to light may not have been visible light? In, in physics terms, light doesn't necessarily have to mean visible light. It could mean certain types of electromagnetic radiation, okay, or things that are outside of the visible spectrum. And all of that has an influence. There also could be a meaning to that term light that transcends even the laws of physics. So let's continue on to the next topic that I want, or the next part of this equation. So if you look up light and you start to kind of trace it through what the sun specifically, the light that comes from the sun, what does it do to earth? So you have the sun, which generates sunlight. The sunlight hits things that uh, basically it becomes a form of energy. That energy hits like plants, specifically let's just call it, let's just go with green plants. And that turns into sugar, which uh, turns into starches and helps the plants to grow. It nourishes them. So this process is called photosynthesis. Anyone who's taken any kind of physics or biological classes or biology or any of those kind of things understands that this, this concept exists. One of the things that I never really picked up on is that virtually all living things grow because of photosynthesis, which actually makes a lot of sense. Because if we didn't have plants, we wouldn't have herbivores. If we didn't have herbivores, we wouldn't have carnivores and or omnivores. So we would all be extinct. So light is pretty darn critical from that standpoint. But did you notice something about all this? It doesn't say anything about visible light. Meaning these plants to grow and be nourished don't have to see the light to benefit from it. Okay. Now let's go to another passage. This one's in the Book of Mormon in the Book of Alma, chapter 19, verse 6. This one's a bit long, so bear with me. Now, this was what Ammon desired. So Ammon is a missionary serving a group of people called the Lamanites. And uh, he's talking about a king who was a wicked person at one time, and now he's being influenced by the Holy Ghost. And this is what it says. And now this is what Ammon desired, for he knew that King Lamoni was under the power of God. Now, as I'm reading the rest of this verse, I want you to listen for the word light. He knew that the dark veil of unbelief was being cast away from his mind, and the light which did light up his mind, which was the light of the glory of God, which was a marvelous light of his goodness. Yea, this light had infused such joy into his soul, the cloud of darkness having been dispelled, and that the light of everlasting life was lit up in his soul. Yea, he knew that this had overcome his natural frame, and he was carried away in God. Interesting how many times he refers to light 
And in some situations, it's in parallel to visible light and how it dispels the darkness. But never once does it necessarily say he saw it. It doesn't have to be visible light. So obviously the term light transcends what affects the eyes. It can go so deep as to affect the soul. All right, so the final passage I want to read is one I read in both of my interlude episodes leading up to this one. And I want to reread it again because I think it ties this all together. So this is in the Book of Mormon, 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 3. And thus we see that the commandments of God must be fulfilled. We'll get back to that part later. And if it so be that the children of men keep the commandments of God, he doth nourish them and strengthen them and provide means whereby they can accomplish the things which he has commanded them. Dot, dot, dot. So the verse continues. But if we harness that word nourish, then what this says to me is that, you know, based off this scripture, if we live the commandments, then God is going to nourish us. Nourish us through what? I would argue light. Okay, light is going to be one of those sources. So with all of that stuff that we just talked about, let's take this back full circle to the initial question that we brought up earlier. And the questions were this. If we're wanting to figure out what source to measure ourselves against as it pertains to potential energy, and then in turn, how do we follow it? The answer to the first question is light. What is going to produce the greatest amount of light? Now, I still want to do further studies and uh, comprehend the, the physics behind light more because there's some really cool things about energy and wavelengths and electromagnetics and other various things. But... Um, but what it boils down to in simplest terms is light. But that doesn't necessarily have to mean visible light. So just keep that in mind as you're thinking about it. Visible light's the easiest to visualize, but that doesn't mean that is the, uh, the nourishing light point that is relevant in this situation. How do we follow through and harness that potential energy? And I would argue that it boils down to Acting in such a way that we nourish others through light, or we provide light to others through nourishment. I think it can go either way, but both factors are relevant. So let's go to my quote. What if the only way to achieve our maximum potential is to provide light to others by nourishing them? I would also argue that that would in turn nourish ourselves, but that's another discussion for another day. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about that. I want to branch off a little bit more and focus on the how do we harness part now. And so for the next podcast, I want you to, to consider that passage that we read earlier. And so I'm going to reread just that one quote. The first sentence in 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 3 says, And thus we see that the commandments of God must be fulfilled. So that translates into, from my perspective, completed. So I, I want to spend some time with this on the next podcast, but I want you to think about how do you fulfill or complete a law? All right, what does that even mean? Why would we want to? And if we could understand that, how would it take us to the next level? Everyone have a spectacular week. Smile, be happy. Remember that you're worth it. Encourage yourself to remember you're worth it. And as Garfield says, 
All I do is eat and sleep, eat and sleep, eat and sleep. There must be more to a cat's life than this, but I hope not. Thanks for listening, everyone.